Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. There was like three or four people that were there, and they said he interacted with it because when he walked towards this mist, it would back up. If he would back this way, it would come towards him. And he saw this mist go through the door that goes into the offices outside the engine house, and he walked into that office and there was the mist and you just watched it go through the wall i think that would be the mist interacting with him more than anything else and probably having some fun This is uh, Cheyenne Clark, author of Voice in the Dark, lead paranormal investigator for Voices in the Dark, and you're listening to the Real Paranormal Activity podcast with my dear friend Aaron Hunter. Welcome. I'm Aaron Hunter, purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult, and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA. I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, Aaron here, and Britt is currently away, and it is Monday, August 24th, 2020, episode 238. How's everyone out there around the world doing? And man, as always, I'm glad to be back in the hot seat, and we are going to do some more listener stories for you. You guys seem to like that. I enjoy it, too. And if you want your story to be on the show, just send it to Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at realparanormalactivity.com, and I'll read it off on a future episode. As far as announcements are concerned, things are going pretty smooth over here. But I will say this. This Wednesday, there will not be a new episode of Terry's Mysterious Moments from Terry from Texas. He is currently recovering from having surgery, but he's doing just fine. So he's going to take another week off. He took last week off as well. And so he's thinking next week he should be all healed up and ready to go. But there will be a brand new episode of Aaron's Horror Show with Mr. Aaron Frail tomorrow, Tuesday. And with that, that's all the announcements. Yeah, I know. It's uh, pretty quick, pretty smooth. So you know what that means, huh? Oh, yeah, come on. Say it with me. Say it with me. Two. The story didn't fall me right this way. No pushing, no shoving. And the fans are going. Yeah, it's hot over here. Hot and humid, guys. Man, it's nice and cool, though, with the fans. And as you guys well know, grab a beanbag over there in the corner. Find an empty spot on the floor. And don't forget to hit the freezer for a popsicle. Orange, grape, lime, and cherry. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. And as you guys are doing that, get behind my desk here. Oh, yeah. And I printed off Britt's email packet here. Let's see what you got, Britt. Thank you again, as always. Ah. We got some uh, some medium-sized ones and a short one. Okay. Very good. Let me take a sip of my green tea real quick. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, yeah, man. So good when it hits the lips. All right. The first one. 
This one is by Blazer, and it's titled Thrift Store Jewelry. Okay, Blazer. Let's see what you got, man. In November of 2013, my wife purchased a large Ziploc plastic bag full of religious metals and cheap jewelry from a thrift store in Stockton, California. We have our home computer in our bedroom, next to which is our dresser. I dumped the jewelry on the dresser and went through it. It was mostly metal earrings, pendants, and Catholic religious medals. I left the jewelry on the dresser. I was going to decide which stuff was worth keeping, if anything. My wife is a thrift store junkie and she buys stuff all the time, even though we don't need it. Within a day, I would be working at the computer and I started seeing black shapes or shadows out of the corner of my left eye. I really thought there was somebody there. I turned to look and there was nothing. This happened quite a few times. I started to feel a tingling on my arms and shoulders. It was electric, like I was getting shocked. It made me get goosebumps and made the hair on my arms stand up. I thought there may have been a short in the electrical cords on the floor, or maybe an exposed wire was touching the computer table. I looked and there was nothing. I also felt like my shoulders were being touched, but I figured it was just my imagination. I really wasn't getting too concerned. Another day passed, and my wife was talking to me while I was working on the computer. She was standing a couple of feet away. A very, very strong smell of sweet perfume suddenly permeated the air. It was like old-fashioned grandma perfume. I asked my wife if she was wearing any perfume, and she said no. I asked her if she smelled what I smelled, and she said yes. We both kind of freaked out and literally ran from the bedroom. We weren't terrified, just creeped out. I realized this stuff didn't start happening until that jewelry was brought in the house. We thought about returning it to the thrift store, but we didn't want this stuff happening to someone else. I bagged it all up and threw it in the dumpster at our condo complex. My wife and I noticed an immediate change in atmosphere in our condo. It was like a weight was lifted. The place just seemed lighter. There was no denying that something was different. Everything happened within a three-day period. I'm glad I recognized it early. Our place has been normal ever since. I love the podcast, and thank you for reading. And that's from Blazer. Hey, Blazer, thank you very much for sharing your story. Loved it. Yeah, you know, this isn't um, too much out there. I hear about this stuff all the time. Every once in a while, we do get a story here at RPA about uh, just things changing whenever something new is brought into the house. Not necessarily jewelry, but it could be an object of some sort. One thing I am impressed, though, and that it seems to be unique to me, is that, um, you know, you, you don't mention anything that you guys are into the paranormal, that sort of thing. So you're not really looking for this sort of thing. And it sounds like, like uh, you mentioned in the beginning of the story, uh, your wife is a thrift store junkie, you know, buying stuff like this. Uh, it doesn't really concern you that there's jewelry she's bought in a bag, brought it home. And that at one point in time, you kept on feeling like an electric shock 
you know, it's giving you goosebumps, things like that. And you weren't even thinking paranormal, which is good. You, you're thinking, hey, man, there's there's a short, there's a exposed live wire probably touching my computer desk, and I'm getting these little, you know, shocks. You know, that's good thinking on your part. And I've never, ever read anyone do that sort of thing. So, you know, I'm a little impressed, I must say. Um, but, yeah, it's um, it's also interesting once you got rid of it. I don't know if I, you know, you threw it away, that's fine, but... Uh, how about you guys out there in the audience? Would you have thrown it away into the dumpster, or would you have tried to return it, or would you have tried to do something else? I'm curious what you guys would do. Yeah, just uh, send in a comment to Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at realparanormalactivity.com. I'm curious. But, uh, yeah, you got rid of it, and you notice an uh, immediate change in your condo after that. So, yeah, I like the story. Hey, thanks, Blazer. Do-do-do. Yeah, you know, that's not... You read about this stuff all the time. And it doesn't happen all the time. So you got that. That's one thing about the paranormal. It doesn't happen all the time. Why? I mean, I'm sure there's like uh, wedding bands that are very, you know, that are precious to the old owners. But, you know, when you get wedding bands, uh, they're not, you know, they don't always have something attached to it. Kind of like in this case. You don't know what it is. You brought back a bag of jewelry. It could be anything, right? So, but why does it happen? Sometimes and why most of the time it doesn't happen. Who knows? I don't know. All right, what's next? What do we got? This one is by Griff, and it's titled "Old Man in the Farmhouse." Okay, Griff, let's see what you got, man. When I was about thirteen or fourteen, a small farm in the village I lived in was sold. It was bought by a housing development firm who proceeded to build a new house on the land. They took the large old farmhouse and started converting it into three separate dwellings. As kids, we liked to play on the building site when the builders were off, after school and on weekends. We would play in the houses and up in the rafters and on the machinery. On one specific occasion, four of us were playing in the old farmhouse. Some of the rooms upstairs had been completely stripped and only had the main floor supports running across the rooms. And we were running across these beams, generally making a lot of noise as kids do. All of a sudden, there was a loud shout which seemed to come from the other end of the house, but from an unknown source. It was a shout as if by a security guard who wanted us off the property. Uh, this is who we thought it was initially. We ran towards the ladder, which ran from the first floor to the ground, as the stairs had been removed. We started looking for who had called out. We saw no one. Then a second shout rang out, from the direction we had just come from. This is when sheer panic set in, and we all couldn't get down the ladder fast enough. I was the last down the ladder, and as I was almost on the ground, I looked up. And to my total shock, I saw an old man looking at us with a very disgruntled expression. He was wearing a shirt and brown trousers, and I would put him at mid to late 80s at a guess. There is no way he could have moved from one end of the house to the other undetected, and then to the latter top in such a short space of time. And since then, I have thought if he was on patrol, he would have been wearing safety gear or something. Uh, needless to say, we ran. 
and then dared each other to go back. And once we finally did, we saw no one. To this day, I believe he was an old inhabitant of the house who was not happy with us playing there. The houses were converted and people moved in. I got to talking to one guy who lived in one of these properties in the local pub a few good years later. And after a few drinks and flowing conversation, I asked him if anything strange had happened in his house. Although he did not go into detail, he said he had experienced knocks and bangs and also footsteps. Thanks for reading. And that's from Griff. Hey, Griff, great story. And here we have another head scratcher, huh? Yeah, who knows? But uh, again, as you guys, you old timers who listen to these stories and to other shows on the RPA network, it's not entirely odd to have, you know, just an apparition, an old owner hanging around there at a property. Uh, but yeah, you know, 80s. Um, yeah, 80 year olds don't move very quickly, <laughs> even though there are some. 80-year-olds that are in great shape for their age. But yeah, you know, from one end of the house to the next and all of a sudden, uh, you know, appearing at the very top of the ladder that you guys are, you know, trying to get down to the ground on. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, and he wasn't exactly dressed correctly, especially what you're describing. The stairs are removed. Everything's gutted out. You got the floor beams. There's not even floors. You got to balance on those beams, and you guys are just, I know how kids are. I used to do the same, just run around on those things like it's nothing. Uh, could have fallen down and killed ourselves, but <laughs> I've been in a couple of construction sites when I was younger. Yeah. But, um, yeah, who knows? It could be. Hey, Griff, thank you very much for sharing again. All right. Yeah, those were the days when your knees aren't shot, you know, no aches and pains in your back, and you can just, uh, like, run around <laughs> all over the place. Uh, all right, what do we got next? Okay, this is by Tan, and it's titled, First Paranormal Experience. Okay, Tan, let's see what you got, man. This happened ten or so years ago, when I was about nine, in my family home in Wales. I shared a room with my sister, who is a year younger than me. The room has a large window on one wall, which had a big table in front of it, which we wouldn't use for drawing. We had a bunk bed that stood in the corner that spanned the wall to the right of the window. On this particular night, my friend's sister was sleeping over. After going to bed, we chatted away for a while as friends do, before being tired enough to sleep. This is important for explaining how this unfolded. The bunk bed was a double on the bottom and a single on the top, and I would sleep on the top bunk facing the window. The two girls were on the bottom bunk facing the opposite direction, so we could face each other. My sister's friend was on the outside, so I could see her if I looked down to my left. After chatting for a while, we all went to sleep. I woke up in the night, and first of all, I had no idea why. Moonlight was spilling into the room as we had no curtains. I can't explain why, but without hearing or seeing anything, I could tell that the girls were also awake, but with the overwhelming sense that we had to be still and silent. I looked down to my left and sure enough I could see the moonlight glinting off my sister's friend's eyes. 
I could see that her eyes were fixed, staring at something to the right, which was my left. So without moving, I looked to what she was looking at. On our drawing table was a crouching figure. Despite the glow of the moonlight spilling over the drawing table, I couldn't pick out any of this figure's features. Only that it was about our size, but crouching or perched on the table and looking out the window. We were all frozen in terror, and somehow, as often happens, despite being terrified, we all managed to eventually fall asleep. In the morning, we all got up together and came down for breakfast without saying a word to each other, because we all knew that we had collectively seen the same thing. As we started breakfast, each of us were eager to discuss what had happened the night before. But, for some reason, none of us wanted to be the one to bring it up. My sister's friend finally broke the silence, being the most outgoing of us, with, So, you saw that same thing last night? To which all three of us commenced in describing exactly how we saw it and our feelings about it. We all tried in all the ways to debunk it in every way. Maybe the cat came in. No, the door was closed, and the figure was way bigger. Maybe there was something left on the table, but the table was cleared after we were done with it the previous day. Although I would feel much more comfortable with it, having been the way the moonlight looked making an illusion, the three of us saw the same exact thing from three different angles. This also goes for my attempted debunk of children's active imagination. We hadn't spoken about anything creepy or even said anything after waking up in the night or seeing the figure. Despite all of our continued attempts to debunk or explain it, to this day it's an experience that the three of us share and still occasionally talk about. Thank you for reading. And that's from Tan. <laughs> Looks like uh, Brett has a uh, a theme going on here. Here's another one that's kind of a head-scratcher. Hey, uh, Tan, thank you very much for sharing your story. I love stories like these that, you know, years and years later, it's always stuck with you, and you're all adults now. We get this quite a bit, and, you know, you start talking about it again um, that one time when you were kids. That's a good observation, though, that you described all three of you were seeing this thing at different angles. So... Yeah, that's interesting if it was all your imaginations, which that's also impossible. But uh, that's a good point to point out. What could it be? I don't know. I find it interesting that you described it as almost being perched on your drawing table, but looking out the window as if it wasn't even, uh, you know, concerned about you guys. Who knows? And yeah, like you said, your drawing board has been cleaned off. You know, nothing stacked on there. A pile of clothes, right? <laughs> hey, Tan. Hey, thank you very much for sharing. And that is it, guys. Yeah, we had some short ones, some medium ones, but, uh, you know, that's okay. Great stories as always. And so with that, guys, just a friendly reminder that this Wednesday will not be a new show of Terry's Mysterious Moments with Terry from Texas. He's a... Uh, went through some surgery and he's still recovering so hopefully next week he's thinking next week and uh this tuesday though tomorrow will be a brand new show of aaron's horror show with aaron frail 
And with that, as always, guys, we are flattered that you come here to watch or listen to shows on the RPA Network. It really makes us happy, and we hope you're enjoying what we have here for you. And with that, guys, I am calling it. The show's been produced by myself and Brennan. It's also made possible by LaFosse Corporation. And, man, we love you. Oh, yeah, we do. As always, thank you and good night.